0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new series of Spill Your Beans. We did a commentary track last Sunday, but today we are back with another podcast film review. That's what we're doing. I'm joined with Jack Murphy, who's been on the show before when we reviewed Shaun of the Dead. Welcome back, Jack.
1: Thanks, mate. It's great to be here.
0: Good. I'm glad. Uh, Today today we're talking about uh, another Edgar Wright film. We are indeed. In the Cornetto trilogy, we're talking about Hot Fuzz. We've just watched Hot Fuzz in preparation for this, because we're professionals, and um, we're going to talk about Hot Fuzz today. You're my guest reviewer, let's talk about Hot Fuzz. I'm really energetic today, I don't know what's going on, I just keep saying Hot Fuzz, because I'm quite enjoying it. <laughs> so, as per with these, um, we're going to start with some general opinions on the film. And I know, for one, like, we're both in the same sort of boat mm-hmm. here, like, we've both seen this film like so many times. A
1: gazillion times, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. I was thinking more 20, but yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. We, it's, it's, but it never gets old. It doesn't. It doesn't. It gets a
0: bit repetitive, (laughs) but it doesn't get old. And I love Hot Fuzz, and I know a lot of people love Hot Fuzz, so I'm not going to sit here and slander it. But, yeah, I I do love it. There's loads of iconic Mm. bits. Basically, we talked about halfway through the... Well, like, basically basically through half of the film. Mm. um, And all the iconic quotes, Um, moments, talked just randomly about little factoids that we thought neither of us knew, but we both soon realised that we both knew. Yeah. Um, So that was fun. But... Yeah, no, thoughts
1: on Hot Fuzz. It's just brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> it's just good. You summed it up quite well, though. Um, Would you care to elaborate? Yeah, you um, should definitely watch this movie if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, it's I think most people have seen it. Yeah, definitely. This is kind
0: of one of those ones where I feel like the great British public especially, yeah. I feel like if you, get, if you get to a certain age, there's like an initiation uh, as you watch the Cornetto trilogy, specifically Hot Fuzz. I think that that's the more known of the three. Mm. Shaun of the Dead's great but it does feel a lot more low budget. In a a weird way, even though they weren't students, a lot more of like a student film kind of aesthetic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And The World's End, for some reason, just isn't talked about that much, but maybe that's because of the timing that Hot Fuzz came out. The timing, the writing, the directing, the budget, everything sort of lined up quite perfectly um, to line it up in between Shaun of the Dead and The World's End. Um, So I feel like it's, it's a weird one that actually I think, especially if you're living in the UK, you probably will at the very least have heard of this film. Um, and if you're not in the UK and you've got UK friends, you will have definitely heard of this film because they're probably yeah. recommending you to watch it all the time. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, it's a great film. There's not really too much to say. I think we had this with Sean of our Shaun of the Dead review, is there isn't really too much to say about these films because they are just, they're bloody good. Yeah. Anyone who's seen them knows they're bloody good. Mm. I completely agree. It's, yeah, it's one of those ones where, like, Again, all the way through it, we're talking
1: about the dialogue and shit. Yeah, it's, it's also like so woven into pop culture yes. that everybody knows it, like yeah, you were saying. I'm it's not, it's yeah. one, of those, one of those films, um, you know, that just, if you, like you said, everyone has at least heard of it. Um, it's quite rare to find someone who hasn't. Mm, of course, yeah. 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 It's an interesting one. I think, yeah, it is weird.
0: I mean, all these references and all these sort of things that come up. I can't remember, like, the thing is now I'm trying to think of an example. None of them are
1: coming to mind. Uh, pint of lager, please, Mary. Yeah, that always comes That's up. One. Cranberry yeah. juice. Cranberry juice. That's okay. always one. Yeah. <laughs> the greater good. The greater
0: good. That's always one that comes up. The but yeah. Good, yep. So, the story of this film, let's talk about the story of this film. Uh, let's try and break it down. So, if you've never seen Hot Fuzz, first of watch it. We're going to spoil the shit out of it. We've seen this so many times that spoiling it is just second nature at this point. Um, so, the story of this film, we've got a sergeant played by Simon Pegg who's working in London, he's bloody brilliant,
1: mm-hmm. and yep.
0: he gets promoted to sergeant, but in a little country village, and that's the whole thing. He suspects his murdering's going on, and there is, yep. but yep. no one else believes him, and thinks he's going mad. So it's a nice, a nice balance of that. It's a great story, though. Very, for, for very, very for a, good For a comedy, story. it's very inspired, yep. I think, for like modern-day modern comedy. I, I really like that sort of aspect of it, where it's just sort of, I
1: don't know, in a
0: weird way, it, it just, again, like, it's so ingrained in pop culture, I think.
1: Yeah, it's almost it's, it's timeless as well. Yeah, I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, when was it, I mean, when was this mate? What two thousand seven? That sounds. I mean, the fact that we both said two thousand seven, yeah. I would guess that it came out in two thousand seven. We yeah. might be a couple of years off, but like, it's been a long time. It's yeah. been over ten years, and it's still <laughs> one of the go-to films. I feel like if you're gonna have a night in, if you're bored, you can't think of anything else to watch. You want something funny.
1: Like an all reliable, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. The one you can always sit down with the family with as well.
0: Yeah, like a sort of, like an old, like an old tool or something, you know? It's like one, <laughs> that sounds weird, but like, you know what I
1: mean? In the sense that it's like, it's the kind of thing you can always rely on yeah. to have a good time. And even though it's used, a f- and you've, you know, you've watched it quite a few times, yeah. you still find yourself, even we were saying we've noticed things that were... Yeah, and that, that is
0: the weirdest thing. Twenty twenty 20 times probably I've watched this. I mean, ish. I've seen this film so many times over the years, mm. but like... The one thing that did impress me is that there were so many moments that I didn't pick up on. There was that thing with, I can't remember the guy's name, um, he says tits?
1: Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> the um, the one that nobody understands. Yeah yeah, 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 the police officer.
0: And I never noticed that he, every time Olivia Coleman's character said something at a crime scene, he responded by just a sort of one-word response. Yeah. One of them was tits, and other mm-hmm. one was cocks. Which I just think... The way we're butchering the joke here doesn't sound very funny, yeah. but in the actual thing is hilarious. And I'd never noticed that. Now, I'm probably being an idiot, especially after watching it that many times, that I'm sure all of you at home listening mm. would have probably already spotted that coming from a mile off. Yeah. But even, like, even little things like when the, um, the amateur drama people at the end, uh, are part of like, the Secret Society thing, the Neighbourhood Watch, when they get shot, they they make a big song and dance about it. They go, ah, ah, yeah. and they're dying for like a, a good few seconds longer than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And I never made the connection as to that because they're the amateur drama, uh, amateur dramatics yeah. society people, which makes a whole lot more sense now. Yeah. Was there anything that
1: you spotted on this sort of rewatch that you hadn't noticed or picked up on before? Um, i trying to think off the top of my head. Uh, I don't think there was much. Because mm. um, I point out the tits thing. You no, didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the tits thing. Yeah. The uh. What, what was the quote? It was um. I've had my top off in this layby. And just. Yeah. Tats. Tats. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: To be fair, there's not much that I haven't noticed uh, before. Mm. There's a few shots and stuff that I can't really remember. A few bits of dialogue that I couldn't. That I didn't have off my top Is of my head. there
0: is the stuff that you can remember maybe from when you first watched it and then like, maybe because I know we've both seen it so many times now. Is there anything that you remember sort of surprising you on a rewatch?
1: I always. Always get surprised at how good the script is, to be honest. Yeah, I think that's always something. It's always something I forget.
0: Especially because we're both in uni as well, mm-hmm. doing sort of media focused courses. I think we're both you grow to have more of an appreciation for how well this film's written in terms of dialogue. In terms of the jokes as well, very, very simplistic jokes. And the thing is about the jokes, it's not about landing or not landing. If a joke doesn't land in this, you just don't detect it. If you don't get it, it doesn't stick out and it's like, oh what the what? Yeah. It's sort of it just happens and you just accept it because the thing about this is it really ingrains, in my opinion anyway, I think it ingrains like British culture
1: mm.
0: um, in a weird way that it's sort of, it uses that very dry sort of wit, but also it it sort of uses the jokes, a lot of the jokes it use are like the kind of way that just people just talk in the UK. Yeah. Kind of yeah. stupid shit that people come out with.
1: Yeah, especially in your like, kind of teenage, early 20 years, yeah. you know what I mean? That witty banter, just back that and forth all the that time. That sort of
0: thing's really hard to come by. Stupid combine. remarks. Early yeah. 2000s, and maybe that's just because of our generation and what we grew up in, but um, mm. I feel like in the last, like early 2000s, I feel like we've had a lot of things like that, again, the Cornetto trilogy, but another one that I know you love is the In Us. Yes. Which is also yeah. very much ingrained in that sort of thing where if a joke doesn't land, it's because you, know, you just, you just don't get it and it just blends in because it's, the dialogue is so real. And there's a lot of films, and especially comedies nowadays, that you don't quite get that from yeah. old-style comedies. I find where it's like a joke; it's a joke, and it's in your face. If you don't find it funny, it's like Oof. yeah. Well, Plus, dear. the
1: um, the dialogue is so fast and quick as well yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that probably aids in the fact that if something you know goes under the radar a little bit, it's okay because the next thing's already happening straight away. Yeah. As opposed to some comedies which are slower and much more action-based. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. No. Definitely. Yeah. I think it's it's it is an interesting one, and I love the way this. Not only is a brilliantly written film, um, in terms of its like wit and its jokes and stuff, but it's a brilliant like parody satire of like modern day action films. It has that sort of sheen to it that gives mm. it that sort of action filmy vibe. And I love how it spends most of the film being like, This is that's just not how police work. This is like a real, this is like something that would really happen. And then by the third act you get that sort of relief where it just gets to be an all out kind of action film and you get the sense that Edgar Wright was really sort of itching to get to that point Yeah, um, yeah. in the film which I thought was
1: quite interesting. You always feel that it's coming as well. Yeah. yeah you always, you always get an
0: essence of it, it. I like how it sort of plays it out as like the. the you know, there's no way you could have that much action and carnage without doing mm-hmm. a, a considerable amount of paperwork and obviously it backs up on that in the end by having a whole scene at the end of the film where they're all doing paperwork mm-hmm. for everything that's going on in the film which you never see and it's not played too much as a joke, it's just played as matter of fact. And it is a joke, it is funny, it's like a recurring thing, but it is, that's just how it is, that's yeah. just factual. It's a very real um, police parody, action, satire, whatever you want to call it. It works um, for what it is, really. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, shifting on to the main cast of the film. <laughs> Someone just beeps very loudly outside, I'm not sure if I like, picked up on the mic, but. We'll see. Um, Talking about the main cast, of course, this brings back a lot of the main cast members from Shaun of the Dead and Spaced. um, And that, of course, the main two being Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Mm -hmm. They're brilliant in this film. Of course they are. Of course
1: they are. Would you say this is their best performance, either of their best performance, out of the three films? I think it's difficult to say because as soon as we finished watching Hot Fuzz, we both said again that... Well, I feel like every time I watch one of the Cornetto trilogy, it tops all the others, and then I'll mm. re watch another one of the films, and it tops the other one. So it's kind of hard to make a final decision, do you know? What it I mean? is, isn't it?
0: Because I, th- I always find that, and we'll talk more about the Cornetto trilogy as a whole towards the end, but I think it's a, it is a recurring thing I find with these films is that every time you watch one, you just. That's the curse of the Cornetto trilogy. You yeah. cannot rank them. Star yeah. Wars trilogies, you can easily rank them. Yes. You know? yeah, yeah, the Dark Knight trilogy, you can easily rank mm-hmm. them. The Cornetto trilogy. So really now I'm realising how hilarious that name is. The Cornetto Trilogy, um, you can't. That's the most impossible-to-rank trilogy. I know a yeah. lot of people throw World's End under the bus, and we'll do a review of World's End at some point within the next year, probably. Probably. Can't confirm when that's going to happen. Um, but it's one of those things where it's it does get thrown under the bus quite a lot, but I think they're all kind of equal in that respect, as are the performances, I'd say.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I... The only thing I would say is I don't think this is Simon Pegg's best of Georgia performance.
1: Okay. I feel like okay. it just.
0: So, I kind of. It's good because it serves a purpose. For what it does in the film is he's kind of just like a, a hardened police officer, and mm-hmm. that's just yeah. him. He's quite blunt. That's just how he is. But it might be Nick Frost's best performance. Yeah, I mean he's brilliant in it. Yeah, it's really he's good, so it? funny in this, and he provides a lot of the comic relief moments. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difficult thing. At least with Shaun of the Dead, and even World's End, with both their characters, they're both kind of uh, comedy relief. Yeah. And in this, I don't sense that. I think that Simon Pace's character is a lot more hardened and a lot less likely to fall into that. He's the sort of the eye of the audience almost, seeing yeah. how ridiculous these things are mm-hmm. that Nick Frost's character coming out with.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, and there are those. There are brief moments of of like where Simon Pegg's comedy stands out really well. You know, like um, towards the end with all like the one-liners. Yeah, you know, Um, I think yeah, I I would agree with you. Really, Um, Hag for example. Hag, yeah,
0: it's one of the best. uh, That's one of my favorite jokes in the whole film. Mm -hmm. The way that gets brought back and 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 all that sort of thing. I think that's genuinely really good. I thought my mic went off there. I'll you cut know. that out, that's fine. I panicked a second. I was like, oh, fuck. That's because neither of us were talking. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that would explain why the <laughs> levels aren't going up. <laughs> it's all yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, brilliant performances from them. Any other notable performances that you'd like to mention out in the film? Because I think there's a lot of them, and I'll probably mention my own, but I'll throw the... Timothy Dalton. Yeah. yeah oh, of course. Classic. Yeah. Simon Skinner. is Probably brilliant. one of my favourite comedy characters. Yeah. He's great, because he's not funny. He's just an annoying bastard the yeah. whole way from the film. Yeah. Um, but it's the introduction scene that I love, where he, he comes in like, lock me up, you know, yeah. I'm a slasher yeah. of prices. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the kind of stupid shit that you do see in modern supermarkets nowadays. And this is a really weird off-topic to go on to. No, but you do, where it's like price slash, or it's like, really like harsh words like, like, I don't know, pound decapitation or some shit like that. I don't know what I'm on about, but that's... I, and they're sitting there laughing at me now. But yeah, I, I I'm making you a genuine point. You've seen yeah. that sort of
1: dumb shit before. Yeah. And I quite yeah, like yeah. that
0: they used that as a big punchline for this character because he is a bit of a moron. Yeah. And I love him for that.
1: Yeah. He's a larger than life kind of character yeah. as well, yeah. I think
0: I'm trying to think in the rest of the main cast, there's some great performances but mainly on like very one note characters, which I don't usually like in comedies. Yeah. And I think that is one thing that Hot does fall apart on a tiny bit is giving like more one note characters than maybe Shaun of the Dead did. In mm. Shaun of the Dead I, I believe all these people are real people. Yeah. In Hot Force it's a little bit more leaning into like like Olivia Coleman's character, like she is there to make innuendos. Yeah. And yeah. Um, Kevin Eldon's character um, is just there to be incompetent and a shit police officer and like, you know, the whole dealing with a press Sunday thing. It's like they are very one note characters. They've got yeah. a simple purpose for the um, for the plot. And that's fine, because there are a lot of characters in this film, way more than Sean of the Dead, so I can, mm-hmm. I can understand that, but when they're in the front and centre of the main cast, especially towards the third act of the film, I do think it sticks out, but feel free yeah. to reflect that. I do
1: like um, the Andes, though. Uh, some of yeah, their the one-liners are, are brilliant, like, um, if you want to be a big cop in a small town, then fuck off down the model village. It's brilliant. That's a great line. That's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I, I I would say it's like the, you know, the supplementary characters, those are probably my favourites. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, really. I really like the, you know, the, the sarcastic wit. Yeah,
0: because that is very, like, real kind of British just talking. That's how people talk to each other. Yeah. Just the Andes, the, the way they're written is, is to a T. Yeah. Which is why I think for me that characters like Olivia Coleman's character and maybe like Kevin Eldon's character and even the other one who like he just talk, he talks very country accent and I wouldn't normally understand him and mm-hmm. he's got a dog. These are very like they stick out more as one note characters. Yeah. When the Andes, for example, as well as Sun Peg, Nick Frost, um, and oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick myself I can't remember the guy's name, the guy who plays Daddy's Dad. Um, Jim Broadbent, that's the one. Um, they're all written so superbly as like standard everyday British people who just sort of talk like that. That's how yeah. we
1: talk. Yeah, I think the um, the two pub owners as well. Very <laughs> very stereotypical of the countryside and British yeah. pub owners. Yeah. You
0: know. But the thing is, I, I think with them is because they're sort of on the sideline. I think most of the neighbourhood watch characters, other than Simon Skinner, of course, are fine to be generic because that is kind of their purpose. Oh yeah. Exactly. Although yeah. I'm sat around a table, it's like. She's the hotel owner. They've got the pub, you know, husband and wife. You've got the, the vicar. Yeah. You know, there's all these characters and they're all so obvious. Which is what I think leads it like lends into the film quite well. With the Neighborhood Watch Alliance, you've got a great group of comedic actors who are being as generic as possible, but that's part of the pretense this perfect village thing. It's like, yeah. you know, everyone's Dolled up and makeup—it's like a show for everyone. Yeah. yeah Whereas exactly. when the police officers, it's like they're not part of that act. So the one-note characters are are there for so for slight comic relief. That's fine. But I think to be honest, I think those are my least favorite parts of the film. I love Olivia Colman. I think she's a brilliant actress, and I think Kevin Eldon's a brilliant comedic actor. Um, but I think what they're given in this film is 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 good. Don't get me wrong. Perfect Sunday thing is funny.
1: Mm-hmm
0: beyond that, I think it's quite, for me at least, I think it's a little bit, I don't know, too one-note for the fact that they are actually supposed to be normal, real people. But maybe they're just supposed to be a bit thick and that's their character, I suppose. Because those people also exist. (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. Um, God, in terms of the rest of the main cast, anyone else that stick
1: out to you? Not overly, not off the top of my head. No, no, no. Mm -hmm.
0: I think the, well, let's, let's shift on then to um, Edgar Wright as a director. Amazing. Because he's brilliant. Yeah. I, I, as always, I mean, I think he's a very consistent filmmaker and this is absolutely no exception to that. This is some of his best work. But I think you could look at any Edgar Wright film and say this is some of his best work. The only exception I'd say is maybe Scott Pilgrim, but I haven't seen that all the way through. It was just very different. Mm-hmm. So I could see why you could probably catch that out, but with Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, World's End baby driver, hopefully last night in Soho, review coming very soon by the way, um, <laughs> I, I think he's a very consistent filmmaker, consistently good, you can always expect at the absolute worst an Edgar Wright film will be mildly entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is absolutely way beyond that, this is brilliant. For all the criticisms I have, I feel like I have to criticise it because I've seen it so many times that it would be a very short podcast review if I just sat here and went, yeah, it's fine.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Cheers everyone um, for tuning in.
0: <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it is it is a solid it is a solid film and it's brilliantly directed by Edgar Wright, yeah. who's amazing on everything he does as I said there and Space as well, which I've watched only very recently. I've I watched Space a long time
1: ago. Yeah, yeah, it was in lockdown, wasn't it? You watched it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, first lockdown. Yeah. Um, Actually, yeah, I'd seen a couple of episodes before I think as well. Yeah. But yeah, I watched it all in once. All in. Oh, I, I only
0: watched it a few months ago and I, I think it's brilliant. I, I think it really captures the style and it's great to see where that came from and I think Hot Fuzz is that first time that he's got it to like a I don't know like kind of the the budget and the quality and the level of like a standard almost a definitive style yeah like a definitive style for like a film production Mm -hmm. Spaced is very low budget feeling and Shaun of the Dead carries that because it was done right after Spaced and I don't think many people were... T- I mean, the people were confident that he could make something good, but not entirely confident until he made Shaun of the Dead, and then it was like, okay, you can do Space, you can do Shaun of the Dead, or let's give, like, Hot Fuzz was, like, the big one where it's like, okay, we trust you now, do your thing, and do yeah, whatever if you, you want. want. Yeah. yeah, and he did a great job with it. it smashed it out of the apartment. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's much more you could say. Edgar is a brilliant filmmaker, phenomenal director, great screenwriter as well, as we've already talked about. The dialogue yeah. in this film is...
1: Second to none,
0: actually. Absolutely brilliant. Um, um,
1: in c- comparison to Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. I think the writing in this is in a in a little bit of a different league. I think mean both me and you were saying this at the start. The 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 way that it just has a flow to it. Do you know what I mean? But even that,
0: and that's obviously in conjunction with the editing as well. I think. Yeah. Oh is, yeah. Yeah. It's superb. I think the dialogue and, and the the writing is brilliant, mm-hmm. but the editing is also. Huge, huge thanks to that. All of which involve Edgar Wright, you know, as a director. And um, I think he's credited the screenwriter for this, or at least co maybe with Simon Pegg. Yes. I know he does co write yeah, yeah. a lot of projects with Simon. Yeah, this was co written with Simon Pegg. Yeah. Um, but all of the best parts of the film that, that bring it together, Edgar Wright's behind, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that says a lot. Um, and I think not just, again, the, the dialogue and, and the script writing, but also the editing is so good. Yeah. The scenes, notably, I think the beginning bit, we always talked about, like, the passage of time. Mm-hmm. That's talked about in, like, so much stuff online. People use that as a point of reference, and rightfully so. It's a, yeah. it's a brilliant point of reference um, when he's getting the train to Sanford and the, the taxi and, like, the, the phone signal going down. That's brilliant.
1: Yeah. It's, um, what, five seconds? Yeah. Yeah, in time. Just. Yeah,
0: it just, it's just so quick, so fast, yeah. but it tells you a lot. Um, and even, like, e- even the sort of, like tiny things, I suppose this isn't really in editing or whatever, but I love the way like when he, even when he's in the taxi and you can see what he's looking at out the window, it's only just flashes and mm-hmm. you get the sign to the model village and that's, you know, putting the yeah. idea in your head that this is like, a, this is a model village, Yeah, you know, um, to be sort of inspired by, to learn off, this is the best village, mm-hmm. um, which I really like. I love how they turn this from a sort of very general film into something, um a lot more exciting and different and out there and you know balls to the wall which he mm. sort of carries on with the world's end it's a sort of easy concept which would already work um and builds on it and puts some wacky concept in there and i quite like that this film conceptually as a, a london police officer going to like a rural village and you know being the sergeant and getting everything wrong and you know that in itself is a funny concept that I'm sure a lesser screenwriter would have just stuck with that. Yeah. To actually turn it into, like, not just a sort of murder story, but then a huge action sequence at the end. I think that just, it's another level. It's adding to it. And I think that, for me, is Edgar Wright's definitive style.
1: Yeah, the whole premise of the film could almost not be a comedy as well. Yeah. No, like a crime drama or... Genuinely. Yeah, yeah. It could be done in so many different ways.
0: And I feel like a lesser filmmaker would have just stuck with the, oh, you know, big cop in a small village. Mm. And that would have been it. That probably would have been the title of the film. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, a, it's an interesting one and I, I do love what Edgar <laughs> puts into it. Of course I do. Because it's his brilliant. film and it's,
1: it's brilliant. It is brilliant. It's brilliant.
0: It's a really bloody good film. Um, which has a lot of memorable bits in it. Lots of memorable bits. And that's what we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about the best bits of the film. Oh, I do love best bits. Give me a few best bits. Start off with
1: one and then I'll, I'll bounce it back with another one. Give me one of your favourite moments. I'm going to start I'm going to try and do it chrono- chronologically. I think that's the best way to do it. You know, go from the start through. Um, I always laugh at how's the hand? Just subtle. That's a great moment. Yep, how's the hand? Yeah. Bit stiff.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant. Yep. And I think even just the, the bringing in of the actors and like uh, Chief Constable mm-hmm. and Chief Inspector and all played by <laughs> talented comedic actors, obviously Mark yep. Freeman, Steve Coogan and Bill Nye. I think I got that right. Um, they're all brilliant, and yeah, that seems great. yes I think. Do you want God, to go for your next uh, best bit? I'm trying to try and think for a one that I like. Um, oh man, that's a really. I I think I just. <laughs> I'm trying to think off the top of my head because there's so many bloody good scenes in this. I want to try and think of one that I want to talk about. You okay. Know what okay, I mean? okay. Okay. And I think, God, there are some. I think when he first gets there. To the actual village, and, well, the, he, and he goes, and he, and he goes to the pub. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just the, the whole thing of him throwing out underage kids, and the way the way they're all done, <laughs> and then taking um, Danny to the the police station, for almost like killing him. Yeah. I think it's a great scene. And it's really like well put together. There's the little shot which I really love of like the light reflecting off the uh, the kids' braces, and it's so over exaggerated the way they like just. Put a flashlight right in Slavenka's
1: face, and it's sort of the top, but it works so bloody well. Yeah. So, when's your birthday? Nineteen sixty-nine. You're thirty-seven. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's it's so well done, and it's so so yeah, well. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I I, I do yeah. love
1: one of the most quotable parts. Just to add on to what you were just saying, mm. um, I find myself saying it quite a lot. Is going another pint of Lager, please, Mary. I love doing that. It's brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah, completely love that scene. I'm trying to think, I do quite like the uh, morning sergeant. Morning, Sergeant. And yeah. Um, yeah, those those scenes those scenes are great as well. Um, so I'm trying to think chronologically. Yeah, well, the next one.
0: I, I would think be. I think the, the introduction of Simon Skinner's is brilliant as well. Yes. On the run, yeah. I mentioned that very briefly before when we were talking about Timothy Dalton's performance. But I think that the way that's written and the way that's done is is funny. It's very mm-hmm. funny, and like I think I've seen this. Like I'm sure, like I've seen Instagram accounts even like over the last year making a joke about people using that as like a a tinder pickup line really insane i know (laughs) but i love the fact that that film from like over 10 years ago it's still getting people popping up when they match with someone going like lock me up (laughs) it's good (laughs) and they go what what What? no i'm a slasher (laughs) (laughs) of prices simon skinner i run the local supermarket (laughs) it's like it is brilliant and i think like that that little dialogue exchange for me is—it's one of the funniest bits of yeah. the film for me. I, I love that. I'll throw it back to you. Have you thought of one yet?
1: Yes, I really like when Danny's asking um, Nicholas all those questions. Have I had two? Have you ever jumped through the? That's a great montage guns? sequence, yeah, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Have you fired like, one gun jumping through? Yeah. No. <laughs> I love as well that all those aren't just point. The
0: thing is, again, with Edgar Wright and these sorts of films, is these things don't just have pointless throwaway lines these are all these all come back at the end yeah like, yeah they both you know they both fire guns while jumping through the air yeah, yeah. they you know sam and peg fires a gun while in high-speed pursuit mm-hmm. danny fires a gun in the air and says ah yeah, you
1: know, yeah. like it's all in there it All, all of it, it all comes back around which is just like Lovely, especially when you watch it mm. uh, after watching it five or ten times, you pick up on these things almost straight away as soon as they're happening, as opposed yeah. to you know realizing at the end that everything. That's I, I been wish said.
0: I do. The only thing I wish this film had more of that.
1: Notoriously, Shaun of the Dead and World's End are known very much
0: for that foreshadowing thing mm-hmm. right at the beginning of the film. Yeah, having basically in the whole film. Mm. Shaun of the Dead, you have the little monologue of, from uh, Nick Frost where he basically talks about going on a bit of a pub crawl the next day to. Um, to cheer his mate up, um, and he basically describes the whole the whole film. Yeah, like I don't know, um, shot at Bloody Mary, bite of the King's head, all that. Sort of, like it does all these sort of things, and it lines up for actual things. And the World's End is a little bit more ham-fisted with that, by basically the entire opening of the film, hinting at what happens at the end of the film, which I think is brilliant. Um, I mean, the last pub's called the World's End, for example. Yeah. Every pub name has you know so, now, so there's so much there. I wish Hot Fuzz had a little bit more of that. It has the elements of it, as you're saying, with the, like, asking the questions and stuff. Mm. But I quite... And, you know, I think what Edgar Wright does brilliantly is that sort of... Um, that, that foreshadowing, that sort of... Um, is it Chekhov's gun? Is that the sort of thing I'm kind of thinking? Where it's like you introduce an object and then use it towards the end? Like, for example, yeah. all the tomato ketchup packet? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. That, those sort of, like... Um, Scripts, tools that he throws in yeah. there I think are always brilliant I wish Hot Fuzz had more of them though
1: no. like Bad Boys 2 and Point Break as well yeah and um. they're
0: both refer- they're both referenced throughout obviously they watch them and then he sees them in the shop player yeah. and then he does those things from those films again mm-hmm. like going up in the air and saying Ah, oh. I, I, it's, it's not just cheap one liners and that montage is a great example of like what looks like cheap one liners but when you actually look into it all are synonymous with like events in the rest of the film
1: yeah um don't want to get too far ahead in the chronology of best bits but i de- I love the bit with the um the farmer the, the uh the farmer that, that nobody can understand the police officer that nobody can understand that's brilliant and nick frost that whole scene is amazing yeah with the hilarious.
0: with david bradley
1: yeah that's
0: that's great yeah have you, the, got, the have you got a thing? Thing? Yeah. for
1: that gun i remember this one yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's
0: a great scene and i like yeah, again, when the whole barn blows, well, it doesn't blow up, does it? But they, mm-hmm. the way they run away from it, as if it will.
1: Yeah, as it's set up, um, yeah. yeah to... And it almost, again,
0: it sets up that precedent for this film where it's like, this isn't a big action flick.
1: No, no, it's no, a, no,
0: it's not. Simply, it's breaking all your expectations, and then it lives up to your expectations by the end of the film. Mm-hmm. And that's brilliant. Um, God, there's so many things in this film. I, I, I think a tiny thing just to mention, just especially on rewatch, the Romeo and Juliet performance is just funny. Yeah. It's so good because it's so naff. But the exact kind of thing that you see in these small little villages and they're like amateur dramatic society kind of things. Yeah. Saying yeah. Love Me, love me at the end after they just died, it's like, oh my god. It is, it's it's fucking it's unbearable, but it's the kind of thing that you do see quite a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. If you find yourself frequently going to small village amateur dramatics productions for
1: Romeo and Juliet. Of Every course. Friday night for me. Yeah, hey? I know, yeah. same.
0: Yeah. Well we go together. What we do. Of course. <laughs>
1: Um, I'm Romeo. he's Juliet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to
0: think of more bloody moments now. Uh, I think the classic one again with um, Simon Skinner Pierce and his yeah on the on the church roof. Graphic. Graphic. But brilliant again, yeah. like in keeping with that sort of Edgar Wright vibe. I mean, they had all a Shaun of the Dead. um, and that was that was that. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I quite liked them using it using sort of a bit of graphic stuff for this. I mean, I know they had the murders all the way through and the headings.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but I did quite like that. It just shows it. And it
1: looks quite good as
0: well. Even now, it holds up CGI-wise, because I'm not suggesting they actually pierced the poor bastard's fucking chin on there. Probably not, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have any final best bit moments before we move on to some hot takes from Twitter?
1: Um, not off the top of my head, do you?
0: Really? I think some of the think, best bits. Yeah. The, the whole film is full of best bits. Yeah, it's hard and to find. great one-liners, I find, yeah. opposed to funny segments as a whole. I do
1: feel like this film is built on one-liners, and the majority of which come off perfectly. Mm.
0: In a very different way as well. In the old way of like comedy filmmaking, you have stuff like Airplane. Have you ever seen that? No. This is from 80s American comedy, which I think is brilliant. I think it's a very funny film. However, it's a very different... That is built on one-liners. That mm-hmm. whole film is, every few seconds, joke, joke, joke. We have to watch that at some point. It's brilliant. We would. do. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's in a very different style. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting how, again, even though it's basing itself off one-liners, you can have very different versions of a film. And I think that's fascinating. As do I. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so we're going to head over to Twitter. I asked you guys... Just drop some sort of hot takes, fun facts, etc. We'll talk through your hot takes and we'll take your fun facts and see if we already knew them and ruin your fun. Um, That's always the intention, of course. We do
1: love ruining people's (laughs) (laughs) fun. It's the best thing. My favourite pastime, Yeah. Um, Okay, so...
0: From Ben, anyone who has any hot takes about Hot Fuzz has to answer to me. It's one of the best films ever made, in my opinion. So many amazing moments and bits of trivia. The blooper reel on YouTube is objectively as iconic as the movie itself. It's brilliant. Yeah, the yeah. blooper reel is I amazing. I, I need to watch that again because it's been a long time since I've watched that. It just makes you
1: absolutely piss yourself. It's, it's the kind it. of set you'd want to be on. So funny. As a filmmaker. So yeah. funny. Yeah, uh, the uh, the bloopers that stand out to me are the... Uh, the one where the uh, boy is pissing up against the wall and turns around, and mm-hmm. they laugh a lot in that. And the part where um, Simon Skinner points to his uh, members of staff behind the window. They all look. Yeah. 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 Just <laughs> bursting out with laughter. It's great. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: Um, from Robert Phillipson, fun fact high profile film journalist George Sheard likes this film. I agree. <laughs> the Long Way Around says, Adam Buxton got to keep the smashed up remains of his prop head after that rock fell on it. That's pretty cool. That is a fun fact, and I didn't
1: know that. That's really cool, that? actually. No, I didn't.
0: I'd love to have a smash... Do, do you think he's still got that now? In his oh, probably.
1: Room? Yeah, definitely. Just a smashed up version of his head? I would. I would. If I, if I had one, I would keep it. Yeah, it be, obviously.
0: Even if it wasn't smashed up, I'd just have my head on the mantle. It'd be funny. Fair enough. Scare the neighbours. Shouldn't be looking in, really. Should they? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, from Jimmy Wolf, it's definitely the best of the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy for me. That's an interesting name for. It. I haven't heard that one before. The Blood and Ice Cream. Blood and Ice Cream trilogy. Um, because although Sean and World are great, Hot Fuzz has the best all-star cast. Even if it's just a half-hidden cameo, they're all big names. And that's fair enough. And that's fair to say there are. Yeah, a lot of big yeah. Names, actually, um, not many that I could name because I have the memory of a goldfish. However, it does have an all star cast where I go, oh, I know that person from this yeah. thing, maybe. Face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, responsible for one of the best GIFs out there, and it's the GIF of the Andes moving in and out of frame. Yeah. yeah. That's brilliant. I agree. That's a brilliant moment. I didn't, didn't mention that. That's one of the best shots in the film, I think, because yeah. it's so, yeah, it's great. It's so unnecessary, but brilliant. Um, Luke says, one of my all time favorites, find a joke. I missed every time I watch it, like the hedgehog show on the police station uh, tour. it's seen
1: again crawling in the rubble after the explosion. Yep. you pointed this out. I mentioned that. Yeah, I
0: don't think I noticed that too much the first time around either. First time, first like nine. I years got
1: pointed out. out to me one of the one of the last times I watched it. Not the first time. It wasn't something I noticed. I remember someone saying something about that. I think but I might. I, I think I, I might have watched it with one of one of my mates. The hedgehog to the riot room, isn't it? Yes. And it appears at the end in the rubble, just right. next to the. Um, like the filing cabinet. That's Which quite, quite funny. funny. That's quite funny.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Finney says, uh, Finney Randall says, my favourite film of all time. Fair oh. enough. I can understand that, to be honest. It's a brilliant film. Uh, Patsy Wells said, my grandparents live in Wells where it was filmed and watched the final fight being filmed in the town
1: center. Very, very cool. I'm very jealous, actually. Yeah. That's sick. That would have been amazing to watch, I reckon. God,
0: how long would that have lasted, though? Filming in there, like, town centre, like, shooting... <laughs> shooting up the entire no town centre. Oh, man. Because that was empty as well in that yeah. scene. So it's like, God, how much, how long do they have to take that over for? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to end on that one. That's really good. Um, I'll come back to that. That's, that's, that's hilarious. Sheriff Duncan Flynn says, Did you know that Reverend Shooter is played by Paul Freeman, the same guy who played Belloc in Raiders of the Lost Ark? I didn't, holy shit.
1: Fair enough, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Of course it is. Mm -hmm. Look at him. Yeah, that makes... Mm -hmm. That's That's a good good fun fact. That is an amazing fun fact, because I didn't have a clue. Very good fun fact.
0: Well done. Thank you, Sheriff Duncan Flynn. Much appreciated. That's a great fun fact. Yeah, I didn't know that one. The audience Um, knows. Matty says, hot takes, well, this is a hot take, me. Angel is kind of a twat. (laughs) The two Andys were right. I look forward to your review. Love that film. Fair enough. Yeah, I agree with the look forward to your review. I don't know if he's a twat though.
1: I mean, he is. But he's, well, he's not used... supposed to be likable, like super likable. No, is he's he?
0: not. But at the same time, you kind of get the sense that the Andes are being a bit unreasonable because their job is <laughs> to detect. Yeah, it's, it's true. a weird one, but I, I I see where you're coming from on that actually. Um. <laughs> fun, fun fact: they are both eating a cornetto in the second picture. That's just in response to the photo I used to ask people for hot takes. So that's, nice. a, that's a fun little fun fact there. Thanks for that. Um, Dan Hill says, One of my favourite films always end up using quotes from it somewhere as well. The only fun fact I know is it's Peter Jackson who plays Santa and stabs Nicholas through the hand. I did know that one. No, nice. did I didn't know that. Do you not know that? No, did just, I didn't. I was going to mention when we were watching it, but it's such an obvious, like, everyone, ta- everyone, that's like the one that everyone goes to. Oh,
1: is it? No, I didn't know that.
0: Peter Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a pretty nice, nice like weird cameo that he did. That's cool, though. Very cool. <laughs> Aaron Bell says, Fun fact... Because Shaun of the Dead appears in the bargain bin in the supermarket for a brief second, both Simon Pegg and Nick Frost had to be asked if they were okay with their likenesses being used in Hot Fuzz despite being the main two cast members.
1: That's hilarious. That's brilliant. It's so good, brilliant. That's amazing. Really, really didn't know that. For those
0: listening at home, we had to record that bit three times. I'm hoping that it worked this time, otherwise, it did. that number
1: will be four. Oh, right.
0: Before we get on to the last uh, question, we're going to talk about have you guessed what the next category might be? <laughs> Uh, where it ranks the rest of the Cordero trilogy, there's three of them, they're all pretty good. Um, <laughs> keep looking over at the thing. Um, but where does it currently rank for you, do you think?
1: I think, oh, said that a bit loudly, sorry. Yeah. Um, I think this probably ranks better than Shaun of the Dead at this hmm. point. But then I say this every time I watch a different one of, a different yeah, yeah, of the animated trilogies. It's always a thing. And I us. also can't remember what I gave Sean of the Dead last time.
0: Yeah, that is the problem with it being on like public record now. It's, it's yeah, on the internet. I know. Yeah, anyone can find out what your actual opinion was. So don't lie.
1: Yeah. Well, uh <laughs> you listen to this opinion. I think I think I'd go with um, yeah. I think Hot Fuzz is better. You think Hot Fuzz is better?
0: Yeah. I'd agree. I think to some extent, but it's so difficult. I can't. I genuinely can never rank. If me.
1: you ask me to argue like the fact of why I think Hot Fuzz is better, then I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. It, let's be honest. It's, I yeah. Because they're all... Pretty, and if,
0: but I think they're all equally as good. And I if I went home
1: and watched Shaun of the Dead now, I'd probably say the exact opposite. Yeah. That's the, that's the issue. That's the magic of the uh, Cornetto trilogy. Very
0: magic. Yeah. On a sort of kind of final note, out of five stars... Wait. Do we do five stars on this or do we do ten? We do out of ten on this. I forgot what ranking system we use there for a second, but oh. let's just ignore that. Um... You're not, you're not an important guest, Jack. It doesn't oh, matter cheers, if I make mistakes in front of you. It's That's fine. all
1: right, mate. Oh.
0: <laughs> so at a ten, where do you think Shawla sure dead? Charlotte sure dead? What do you think hot <laughs> where, do you, where do you think Hot Fuzz sits? For you?
1: I'll give you mine first. Probably between an eight and a nine. I'm gonna go for nine. You're gonna go for nine. Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. I can probably go for like around that as well.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah.
1: And a final question from our audience,
0: a brilliant question from Twitter, which I would like you to answer genuinely and seriously. Okay. And as PG as possible.
1: Yep. Ben Williams asks, what's your perfect Sunday? (laughs) So, my perfect (laughs) Sunday (laughs) starts with a lovely long line. Mm. I think that's one of the lines, isn't it? Yeah. Um, No, what's your actual perfect Sunday? I want to know what
0: your perfect Sunday is, Jack Murphy. I want to know what your perfect Sunday
1: is. What did I do last Sunday? Oh, what day is, is it? What day is it? it's, it's Monday. Um, my perfect Sunday mm. starts off with a nice long line, mm. Truthfully, um, probably a fried breakfast. Ooh. Yeah, you know, cook. Uh, you know, wow. what, what do you call it? <laughs> you know, what I mean, a cook breakfast. You know, full English. That's the one. Um, nice walk in the countryside with a nice pub. I don't. This. This is being, bollocks. This is what you do. I'm be, no, but I'm being genuine. That. That's This what is I'd genuine. Like, oh, yeah, so, like, oh sorry. If I was, if I had a it's Sunday, Sunday yeah. I work most Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, this is my perfect Sunday. My perfect Sunday would be good to go back oh home English. into the countryside, full English oh. from mum, go for a nice walk, nice pub, mm. see the boys in the afternoon, roast dinner for dinner, and then a couple more beers probably, and maybe watch a film. What film would you watch? Do you think on your perfect Sunday? On my perfect Sunday. What film would you watch on your perfect? What perfect? Sunday? Uh, well, I'm trying to think of a film that. Well, recently, this is going to sound really weird. It's not a perfect film for me, but it's a film I like a lot. Yeah. I really wanted to watch Django Unchained for okay. the last couple I've of days. I've not seen it. You've not seen it. Mm. It's a good film. I'm. I'm it's someone on Netflix. Watched that's why. That's why. My, I, only just, um, I only just I only just realised it was on Netflix, and I thought, wow, I haven't seen it in a while. I want to rewatch it. So that would yeah. probably be something along those lines of perfect. perfect I sound Sunday. like an absolute alcoholic. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know what my perfect
1: Sunday is. What's your yeah? What's um, your perfect
0: Sunday? I don't know. I probably probably have a lie in, as you said. Yeah. And yeah. not set my alarm the night before, so I can just lie in. Yeah. Probably wake up a bit too late. Probably oversleep. Ruin my day. Perfect Sunday. Well, no, no I this is a perfect, day perfect day, Sunday. If yeah, yeah. you can't ruin my perfect I, Sunday. I sleep in just the right amount.
1: Which you is what? Which is how? Uh, you wake up naturally to the sounds of ha- birds
0: chirping. <laughs> how long is? I live in London, Jack. The, the per- birds never chirp. No, it's just some crackhead down the street, <laughs> and people screaming at each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. But no, like, no, you don't. Like, mine wasn't perfect, in London, so, was it? Okay, yeah, my perfect Sunday.
0: Where's my perfect Sunday? i my, my perfect what Sunday. What's your be perfect be? Sunday? If, I don't know. I
1: think I'd have a, a lion. <laughs> <You said that laughs> so, so much. I yeah. could.
0: What is my perfect Sunday? I'd have, um, I'd
1: have a lie I think I might change my perfect Sunday. I'd have
0: a lie and I'd have a full English, just like you, I think. But I... Yeah, I, I think mine would be quite similar, just without the alcohol. Right. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Not to make really you look bad, but What are we doing after this? I don't... <laughs> it's fine, yeah, it's I'm, just, I'm, just, okay. I, I'm just trying to process what you said. What we do, it doesn't matter what we're doing after this recording. No, nobody needs to know. Um, Drinking, by the way, I don't want it to think any more scandalous than that. Um,
1: <laughs> it's is falling it, apart, isn't uh, it? Yeah, that's the perfect. I notes. would lie in.
0: I would have a lie in a full English.
1: Yeah. Uh, what I'd kind of quality full a- English are we talking? We talking Weatherspoons? Are we you talking your mums? Are we talking Weatherspoons? Yeah, well, I know it's that shit. Have isn't some it? fucking respect, that's Jack. That's what I mean. spoons. I know. That's what I mean. But I, I said my what mums. Shit. I was just like trying to, on a rank. I tell you what, I'd have your mums on full English. <laughs> Tally would be happy to have you for a full English. Thank hey. you
0: very much. Um, yeah, no, just fried eggs that aren't too overdone, not too like jellyfied, yeah. but like they've got a bit of brown on the edge, bit runny still in the di- middle, bit runny in the middle. That's Lovely. it. Bit of salt on the top. Yeah. Sausages, Richmond. Other sausages are available. Bacon from other retailers. Beans. Fried bread. Fried bread. Fried bread. I wouldn't go eggy bread if I've got if I've
1: got if I'm gonna dip something in the
0: egg. I don't want it to be eggy bread. That's Frank, a bit too much ranch, egg, isn't
1: it? Too much egg. We'd, I quite like black pudding, like a good black pudding. You need help, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like. Uh, yeah. It, but I, I never full English. Oh, you go for... You what? I about go for, bacon? Oh, we're gonna. This, is, this podcast is gonna be
0: an hour of us we're talking about our perfect Sunday if we don't <laughs> wrap this up now. What about um, ba- bacon,
1: though? As well, Wouldn't bacon. You need, of you course. Bacon?
0: Just thin bacon, smoked unsmoked. I, I smoked. Put a bit of brown sugar on it when you're cooking it, so it caramelizes the bacon, American Fair style, enough. sweet bacon. That's how I make it. It's pretty good. Fair enough. Um, then i go for a walk. In the countryside? <laughs> no, no, in the countryside. I think I'd take my dog for a, I wouldn't take my dog. I, I probably would take my dog for a walk. Okay. Um, just for a bit. It's not sunny. It would be cold. Because I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like the sun. No, neither do I. Much. I prefer where I can wear a coat. Yeah. So I prefer it to be cold and a bit rainy. Snowy, actually. Snowy. My perfect Sunday
1: would be in winter. That's what, like a cri- like Christmas yeah. holiday Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was Can thinking. I go for
0: a walk uh, in the snow. Come back. Fire on. Fire on. Fire on. Right. <laughs> I don't know the timing of me saying "fire on" as a fire fire truck goes past. It's, it's the, the fuzz. fuzz. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't oh, actually the fuzz, it was the Roses. I'd have, um... Oh, this thing's going to run out of charge before I finish talking about my perfect Sunday. I, I'd put a film on, and I'd, I'd kick, kick my feet up, bit of, bit of popcorn, chocolate, and I'd have a takeaway pizza. Fair enough. For, for dinner. Yeah. Um, I don't know what film I'd watch. Just something light-hearted. Um, shaving Ryan's privates, for example. Probably. <laughs> something like that. Oh, uh, well... We are children. Anyway, (laughs) that's the perfect Sunday segment. Lasted almost 10 minutes. Right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll be back next week with a review of, I think, The French Dispatch. Maybe. So stay tuned for that, and Uh maybe we'll see you then. So, over the next few weeks, during October, we're going to have some um, London Film Festival. Uh, picks some early ones, before, you know, reviews before they come out, which is quite exciting. And I think we'll end off with a bit of a Halloween special. So hopefully, see you soon. Uh, if you hope you enjoyed this, if you did, please consider listening to more. We also covered Shaun of the Dead last series. We didn't do equally as entertaining, just with less talking about. Netflix sorry about
1: sorry, doing your, sorry burp during your <laughs> outro. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks <laughs> so much
0: for listening, and I will see you all hopefully next week. Bye
1: bye.